Harry Talks, welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for. Are you, are you I'm doing an intro? Oh, right. I thought you were going to do a clap. <laughs> I've, already, I've already done a clap. <laughs> Maybe we'll start it on your clap. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for sticking with, us, sticking with us. It's been a while since the last podcast, but episode 32 is here. And you're back with a bang. Back with the biggest interview I've ever done in my life. This isn't. Probably Do looking you, at. I, I'd love to start off <laughs> the return with truth only. Oh, yeah. I know true. we're in a post truth world, but it'd be nice to. This isn't the biggest. This is hardly. This is maybe the smallest. Are you talking That's about in height? Am I the highest? Am I the tallest? I'm talking in character, <laughs> in, in pure personality. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a while, and if you're looking at the screen, if you came from the Instagram, you'll notice a brand new, spanking fresh as episode artwork and thumbnail. So shout out to Wesley for that, hooking us up with that. It's beautiful. We've got the man. I got to take his word for it because I haven't <laughs> seen it. <laughs> I'm just we, gonna. We keep that on the back end until. <laughs> um, it's a secret. The man, the myth, the legend, Housky. How are you? I'm one of those things, but I'm good. Yeah, thank you. Which one are you? Legend? A oh. Yeah, a male. When people say a man, a myth, a legend, what does the myth mean? I, what does that mean? I don't know. I think it's just carried through from, from um, Scandinavian culture. Is it Scandinavian? I, no, I made that up. I don't know. But we're 30 seconds and we're already getting cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, post-truth. No, I think it's... I think it's a, a myth is like for something to be a myth it's not real right or like it's a, it's assumed to be real but no one knows if it is okay and I, then a legend's just but is it a legend in the sense that a le- like you're a legend like that guy is a legend or is it legend in terms of like a tale like you know a legend I think it's in, in that sense yeah yeah that's cool I've, I've never thought I've never it. actually thought of it that way yeah. Man, the myth, the legend. I don't think any of those things make sense. Any of these those old things we say. Yeah, like gender. They just stick around, like gender. Exactly. exactly. It's cooked. Yeah. It's so cooked. Oh, now, now it's fried. We've just it's been it's been flipped just at the right time. We're Absolutely deconstructing cooked. language already. I, I this is gonna, where is this going to take us? <laughs> um, well, you said no drug talk. Panadol. It's perfect for that. It's perfect for that. No, I'm not there. Yet. Starting to deconstruct words. What is a word? It's a bunch of sounds, right? Definitely. Yeah. This is what I had this this thought the other day, late at night. I was like, why does spelling matter anymore? Like it's just communication. So if someone can understand what I'm saying, who yeah. cares how it's spelled? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think there's like a point where it's like nice to be good at English do you know what I mean like, yeah. like when it's like poetry or something or like an author and you're like like Stephen King and it's like wow you write really well but like when it comes to like just chatting to your yeah, friends exactly. or whatever it's like Pfft. why bother flexing who, with your thesaurus who cares your five dollar words I got a few three dollar words I haven't I haven't quite got to the, the five dollar amount yet well working in music editorial I'm on the same three dollar <laughs> words every week baby every second day I'm telling you, if you if you analyze the amount of unique words in each article that mm. I write, close to none. Yeah, three, three or four, right? Yeah, yeah. Spacey vocals, love it. Um, what else is good? Up, I like I love coming. like up and not nah, never. That's no? disgusting. Okay. I only say up and coming if I write. Are you talking um, about yours? Yeah, specifically? My right. I thought you mean generally, because on Twitter I'm I'm always seeing oh. music journalists go on about how much they hate all the and I I do as well. I hate it like yeah. all the 
the usual terms that you, you almost read it and you switch off. You're like, I'm, I, I don't even know what to think of that because yeah. it just seems so, like, Annoying. so typical. Yeah, and they really yeah. say up and coming, or it's like it'd be an insult to call this artist up and coming. Like they're here now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I use that phrase constantly. <laughs> but and you know, you know who the opposite is? They're like down and going. <laughs> it's an insult to say or up like, and coming because they suck. Here and not going anywhere. Yeah. Up and coming, here and not moving, down and going would be the three stages of your career, right? Yeah, and something Sonic soundscapes. Vast. Sonic Sonic soundscapes. Yeah, just creating beautiful Sonic worlds. That's a, that's a nice thing to say. It's got a lot of alliteration. There you go. Three dollar word alliteration. <laughs> Sonic soundscapes. We can actually. I can actually watch this transition into an interview. You ready? So was this not? I thought we started on the clap. <laughs> yeah, we did. No, we're, we're live. Okay. But you, apparently you make music or something, so we might talk about that. I'm not particularly interested. In, we're talking about music journalism. That's. But that's, that's related, me. Are you, right? are you interviewing me? <laughs> this is, the table's being flipped. Um, it's honestly my favourite thing to do, though. Interview people? No, just, just like have just, just yeah. flip it. Just have a conversation. I like that. Yeah. When um, did you get into music? How did I get into music? Yeah. Just no. My parents loved like just good music, and then like in high school, and they did they pass it on to you or they? No, not really. Just it was omnipresent. <laughs> you're, you're like bad music. <laughs> it was just omnipresent. The way, just like music was in our lives, and then I went to high school, and one of my friends sent me Yonkers by Tyler the Creator, and my life changed. Amazing. Um, but I think... And what, a, what a place to start. <laughs> exactly. You're just, you're just trying to distract me from doing my job. I can see you just, <laughs> just getting my brain and just digging it up. That is a good place to start, though. I think those first, like... I'm always fascinated hearing, like, super young kids, like, you know, 10... Mm. Being like I'm into the Beatles or something, yeah. And you're like, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna be all right. You're gonna grow up just fine. Do you think that? How much do you think that you're listening that early on is still reflective in your taste now? Heaps, really? Yeah, heaps. What? Were, what? Were you, I just think. I just think like the more that you're exposed to, the better. Mm. Just because like you get an appreciation for it, and I think it's harder to like gain that appreciation the older you get like no one's like getting into their 50s and 60s and like developing an appreciation yeah, for, for like for something completely foreign maybe i don't know i'm sure there i'm sure i'm sure that does happen but i don't think it's it's as it's like harder to do you know it's like learning a language yeah and i think that's actually probably the best analogy it's like learning a language and when you are you know super young um like before 10 you can learn like five six seven eight languages if your parents and your educators want you to yeah, like it's, it's so easy and that stays with you for forever so i think it's the same thing with music it's like if you're exposed to rock and hip-hop and jazz and blues and folk and everything then i think you de- you develop into someone who is just like i just like good music good songs yeah. good good vibes and it's not so much about what's hot but just like what's good I guess yeah subjectively what's good subjectively what's good <laughs> um yeah but I think like good <laughs> good films <laughs> good good films unite us right and if yeah. something is good it's like it's good because a lot of people think it is applicable to them in some way yeah. and like they connect with it that's but, what I mean by good yeah but does that and mean and like good changes throughout 
time, probably. Yeah. Okay. Okay. To some degree. You know those records that you could play to, like, someone who's never heard, like, Ella Fitzgerald? Yeah. And you ask them what they think of it. They're probably not going to say it's shit, right? Yeah, definitely not. It'll always come down to worst case, this is cool, but not for me. Yeah. yeah, And that's, like... If you if you make a record or something that that that's can be described as that mm. as its minimum, like yeah. you've done something right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I get it, but it, I don't particularly like it. Yeah, it's not going to fit in in my life. Yeah. Um. That was that was um. Tones and I for me, like I wouldn't put it on, but I get it. I I think that you know? like and I, it was so funny watching people, especially in the, like just generally like hating on her like on the internet and it's like you don't fucking have to like everything it's just calm down like I get why I get why the general public likes it yeah just cool you know cool down like, why? it's okay it's alright you don't have to like everything I don't understand how in any situation in the world you see someone being successful and making money angers someone else yeah 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 it's so confusing and it seems almost exclusive to music because you don't it's like an active seeking out to like have a go at them yeah whereas like in film if a movie's bad it almost becomes its own event like the room or like movies that are just like actually awful Mm. almost become a meme in themselves and I guess there is that kind of thing in music as well but it's like if if you don't like it I don't think people go out of their way to like like throw mud at it as much exactly and people aren't throwing mud at movie directors yeah or just like missing yeah like, oh sorry but I guess that's because it's, it's more of like there are so many more people involved yeah. in it and it's not like a, like it's not Scaling. one person putting their face to it and even yeah. if it is one actor putting their face to like as the lead actor you know they didn't write it and direct yeah, it exactly. and produce it and you know like, um, I feel like Australia has a pretty shit history with that though Every, with what? there's with um, toll puppy syndrome yeah, yeah with totally. having if you just look back like it was probably Tones and I then before that Maybe someone's between Tones and I and Tash Sultana. Mm. And then the Rubens copped it for ages as well, for doing mm. nothing. Yeah. And then it just like, it, it feels like someone's always just getting blasted for no reason. It's so yeah. stupid. Yeah. I think it's, I think Australians like success that isn't, that doesn't look like success. Yeah. That it's like, it's going well, but the person who's successful, it doesn't look like they're trying. Yeah. And it just, there's something, I think we're suspicious of like, authenticity and even though something might be authentic like I think Tones is authentic yeah of course but even if it appears in any way to not be authentic then people are just like where'd this come from you bloody tall poppy be shorter (laughs) it's true though (laughs) it sucks I remember people used to shit on Tash Sultana like like online bullying yeah I was like what's the well in a way like and this is I've been thinking about this recently of like if my project blew up it would I would almost expect mm. it to be hated because of all like most of the Australian acts that have blown up have some some form of like intense online hate so you kind of get that with yeah. the territory do you think it's more non-male oriented though probably yeah probably I'm just trying to think of but I mean yeah I mean there are, there are a few male artists I can think of that get similar hate for being successful but yeah it's it's definitely not 
it's definitely not the same sort of caliber yeah I'm, I'm genuinely like going into that like ab- like abusing females online <laughs> some of the shit I read on Twitter I'm just it's like it's cool what, what are you you have you're to get even, off Twitter dis- I think I hate Twitter you're not even human if you write that kind of shit online yeah. it's like even if like you wouldn't say that to someone's face and the fact that that's even in their head to yeah. say to someone is is bizarre even saying like negative like even just like um vaguely negative comments online like yeah. i would never go on someone's um insta photo and be like you look whatever yeah you like look. what who's that helping <laughs> if you don't like something just it's, it's the best the best summary of um abuse on the internet was from Ricky Gervais he's like um the internet is just like the town hall pin board yeah so where you'd go like back in the old times you just like everyone would just pin shit up on the yeah. board and be like um I'm doing yoga classes if you want to come to yoga they still classes have them all in country towns to yeah place. yeah totally I mean I'm yeah olden times it's <laughs> probably not that far back but like he's like abusing someone online for something that's not directed specifically to yeah. you um, is like going on, going up to one of these boards in the public square, square looking at a sign that says guitar lessons, pulling it off and be like, but I don't bloody want yeah. guitar lessons. <laughs> um, Tyler tweeted something ages ago that was so edgy. That's like the total opposite of that. It's just like, LaMeo, why does cyberbullying exist? Just walk away from the keyboard. <laughs> Which is hilarious, but like, it's so ingrained in that. Like, that was in like 2013, but it's so ingrained in our culture now that like you can't, it's like... Mm. But I think, look, watch your segue. Obviously, like with the Killers Like a Version you did. Mm. And Killers are such a controversial band where, like, my partner Katie fucking hates the Killers. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, um, not, not, nothing to do with the cover. Just like, they're just such a controversial band and then picking such a controversial song to cover for Like a Version. Mm. How did, because, and it became inevitable that someone was not going to like it, especially oh, in the like a version comments are cooked. Definitely. Did you go reading them or were you just like, just do the like a version, put the phone away and that's it? No, I read every single one. <laughs> <laughs> You're a man of steel. <laughs> I read every single one. Yeah. That's dangerous. Um, it is dangerous, but how did you cope with it? Uh, I was actually Okay. I found it funny. Yeah, okay. I just kind of laughed it off. Like, I'm, I'm naturally self-deprecating, and that's how I kind of deal with my emotions anyway, is to be self-deprecating. To, so to see someone else be self-deprecating towards me... It's comforting. What, what would be... No, they're Abuse. Not being self, they're being... <laughs> abusive. They're giving the deprecation yeah. on my behalf. Um, was... Yeah, I just laughed it off. Fair. Yeah, but, like, I knew... I think the reason I chose that is because I knew it would be a risk but I also didn't want to like I mean how often do you get to do like a version and it's like I didn't want to do one that was forgettable Mm. I didn't want to like just do a cover of a song I wanted to like fuck with something yeah and fuck with something that people liked just to see just to like ruffle their feathers and then get a reaction but not in like not in a manipulative (laughs) calculative way 
but the just in like leading of the killers. But just like in like, if you're gonna do something, yeah, like, make fucking it go for it. Yeah, you know, I don't know if I regret it. I don't think I do. Like there were there were so many other songs that were options as well. That when I listened to the demos that I did, I'm like, maybe that would have worked better or whatever. But like, I guess it's done. Yeah, exactly. I liked it. I had I had fun playing it. Um, and yeah, I mean, those are those are always my when I was going through and deciding um, what I wanted to do. I, I think I watched like a hundred different like versions, and the ones that I gravitated towards were the ones that were in a completely different genre to the artist. And they took the song and like fucked with it and yeah. made it entirely their own, like to the point where it almost didn't sound like it was yeah. that song just anymore. Did the instrumental? It's like what's going on here? Yeah, I mean, I it's I those aren't the ones that I like the most. Yeah, exactly. I'm not gonna like rip on them because like it is like to some degree I understand that you want to you know do a cover and give something that people are familiar with. But, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, it's not as fun, just, and, and it's not pushing the envelope, and it's not, it's not, um, yeah, I think, you, to summarize, I think you have to take a risk. Yeah. I think you have to take a risk. It's what like a version's about. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's like a version, not um, exactly <laughs> as the original is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, one of my favorite like a versions is um, Matt Corby's Chains. Yeah. Oh my God. So great. Just like he, he's he's the best. So so great. I so, so I make great. the argument that he's the best Australian artist. Just full stop. But um, anyway, I wasn't trying to have this big argument. But I'm not, not going to disagree. Because like, I'm not, I'm in not terms of just like, when Colby drops an album, it happens. It's like it's always a moment. Yeah. Because he's he's just like he could do anything as well. His songwriting is just so. I don't know. I need to think about that. I'm obviously a massive Corby fan. Um, <laughs> he's just the, so beautiful best. as well. He is beautiful. His eyes, I'd lose. But um, he is beautiful. Where I, I was going I, with that? I don't know about the best though. It's a huge goal. It's a huge goal. I think he's. I think he's the most talented. I think he's the most talented. He hasn't. He hasn't for me. Sorry if you, he's not going to listen to this anyway. <laughs> Man, who knows? He didn't give a shit. Um, <laughs> but I think for me, um, he's the kind of guy that you'd look at and be like, if you could get out of your own way a little bit, like the songs you could write, yeah, would be like, like, would change the planet, mm. you know. And I think he's that kind of artist that is is so in his own head all the time. And so, like, doubting himself and questioning things and, like... And I know he said this in, in interviews and stuff before. Um, but, yeah, if, if I'm, I'm, it's something that every artist struggles yeah. with. But, like, yeah, I don't know. There, there hasn't been, like... Actually, there's one or, one or two tracks that I'm just like, that's a fucking great song on the last album. Like, I, I, like every time I listen to Miracle Love, I'm like, what yeah, is, yeah, how yeah, does this that's exist? A, that's a fucking great song. <laughs> And there's so much of D'Angelo in that as yeah. well, which is what I love. Yeah, I could talk about... I should have a weekly Matt Corby podcast <laughs> where I just get a guest on and we just talk about how much we love Matt Corby because he's just... Yeah, oh. even the, last, the album before that, Telerik did not get the love it deserved because that no. was just... Like the drums on that album were just... I know, man. I anyway. Know. So fucking good. He played most of it as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
It's cooked. Yeah, so talented. Um, he has he has like the perfect lifestyle because he's just like up north, has his own place in wherever, and Rainbow Valley, and just writes and records all day and and then without any shoes on. Yeah, without any shoes on. Which is another <laughs> bring you back to like a version. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um. What were what were the other like a versions that stuck out with the big for you with you know the big covers the ones that flipped classic songs in its head. Um. Recently, the Lime Cordial. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Just because it 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 was like it was them. Yeah. But it was like a song that you're like. Obviously. Wasn't so far removed but it was like it's still it was still the song but it was yeah. like Lime Cordial's version of the song which is what you want yeah and I think that even though you're two singles deep and even an artist like that I think it's a big credit for the personality to be on show through the music I'm not talking about through social media gimmicks or doing this causing controversy doing that but having music that it feels like I'm getting to know Housekey as a person mm. so intimately through the songs and same as Lime Cordial through their vibe and energy and through just the way they pull their guitars or whatever I think that's a big credit to what's made your music so sticking at mm. the moment um, I mean it's it's um, it's scary like it's very scary to like be open you know mm. like yeah, I put up a song about growing up in a cult the other day and like that was like as soon as I put it up I was like fuck I gotta take that down mm. that's way that's TMI that's way too much <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's like but it's also like but that's but then I second guess myself I was like but that's what it's fucking about like it's about stories and yeah. it's about songs and real shit that's happened to you like one of my pet peeves is writing either for myself or for, with other people and not having anything to say it's like no stories it's yeah. like why why are we writing music if we don't have anything to like and I know there's like you don't fucking need that when you're making house beats yeah. <laughs> or trap beats you don't like yeah. that's that's a different thing altogether but if you're like writing a song it's like I don't know for me I love stories yeah. and I love like getting into the passion of why someone is in music in the first place and what someone has to say and and if there's nothing there and there's no stories and there's nothing they they want to get off their chest then it just feels like like dead yeah you know and i always go back to like i love the, i love drawing parallels with film um because it's like more visual um but like you imagine imagine a film with no story it's like it's kind of like what the fuck is going on what am I what am I watching here yeah exactly. I guess music is a bit different because like if you do put on a house beat it's like you can feel the, the frequencies and it feels good but yeah. like but then that's the that's the narrative in itself yeah true 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 so if you're if you're if you're a songwriter a producer some people say mm-hmm. and your energy is just like I just want to tell this experience of me in a club that yeah. time yeah through a seven and a half minute techno song yeah then that's still narrative I think yeah totally um totally and but that would be like the equivalent to me of like so you have the story at the heart of it and then like the production is like okay how do we tell the story yeah. like 
where do we set the film like what colors do we use what actors do we use what time frame is it set in yeah, set true. in like what era and like what's the energy of the the Big movie time. like is it a michael bay like <laughs> explosions and light flares and, and shit or is it like is it a a24 indie flick i'll ask this later this is good um but and you talk about then just being honest and open is hard and you did do a lot of songwriting for other people before mm. you put house gear still do but yeah. less yeah but I mean sorry like you you hadn't had that house project front and centre with no. your little face on it mm. um how was it transitioning um songwriting wise opening up and telling your stories now instead of telling other people's with your face and your name at the centre of it um or was it like as in as in like the process of doing that or or how did it feel to feel for my stories yeah. to be um was it like was it just like a matter of time where it's like I was eventually going to get there and you're ready for it so that's why you did it or did you throw yourself in the deep a bit and just like you know I'm, I mean it's what I it's what I've always done so it doesn't feel strange at all oh. I've always written songs for myself and had other projects and yeah like like that 12 piece, 9 piece hip hop band up and up and Anders and, and all sorts like there were always I was always writing songs for myself um, but I think you're I mean obviously you're gonna you're gonna feel more attached to something that's you rather than like if I work on a song with someone else it's like it's their story and I'm trying to and it's their vision and I'm trying to like make it get as close to their vision and what's in their head yeah. yeah exactly as possible and that isn't always um as stirring because i'm not them yeah. you know but if i'm suddenly it's my thing and my vision and my story then it's like okay i'm like attached to this you know yeah and i think starting with slow in telling that housekey story was super cool because there's so much wit in that song but it's still something about something that's like pretty serious and relatable too but mm. there's just like there's so much you in that song mm. and i think when i showed people that song the first thing they thought of was the the bins line yeah but then they were like this this hook is great it's called yeah. great the yeah. story's relatable um so how did slow come about when did you write that in the in the in the vast time i think that's just that, that's like i'm proud of that song just because it's kind of like um, where the evolution of my writing has, has got to. It's like maybe four or five years ago, everything would be, everything I wrote would be like super poetic and like almost indiscernible because it was like deep and dark and depressing, but it was just like so poetic that no one understood what the fuck was going on. And it's like you needed a PhD in, in, in literature to yeah. like piece it apart and like, <laughs> and get. <laughs> get any meaning from it you know yeah and and i don't think that's what music's about and it's not why people enjoy listening to music um but that part of me is still there like that dark self-deprecating part of me so it's like trying to figure out well i have been trying to figure out how to make that more relatable and that was just kind of a, a revelation for me just being like I I am that in every day so yeah. why don't I just write 
about that. Exactly. You know, and that was an argument I had with, not that I, I don't argue with my partner hardly ever, um, but that was one, one time that we're on our way to a comedy night and I was just like, I was tired just being a dick, you know, and um, yeah, it was just one of those stressful weeks. I was being a dick and all this shit was happening and I forgot to take the bins out the next morning and that was just kind of like the last... The last straw. <laughs> the last straw. And I was like, ah, shit. Um, and I wish I wish every song was this easy, but I just picked up the guitar and started strumming some chords and that hook came out. Fill and out, it was yeah. just like it was just like the easiest the easiest song I've I've written. And yeah, it it, it all it had all the like it had like a description of me as a person in the verses, which I really like, but then it tied into the story of what actually happened in the chorus, you know? Yeah. One thing I find super interesting about you and just like having listened to the way you're speaking about music generally today, um, there's a lot of, you like a lot of different music, I feel. Mm. And the Housekeep project is pretty tight in its sound so far. Um, so was there like a decision to be made at the start being like, this is what I want Housekeep to sound like? Or... Was it just like this is the music I love writing? It, there was no other option in terms of just sonically, or is it? Or is that even not a thought? It's just like this is just what falls out of me. No, I, I definitely put together like uh, a one sheet of like what I thought Housky, um, what elements I wanted to pull from different things. Like I love, I love bass. Like I love a real bass, like a real bass line, and and slap bass and and funk and jazz bass and all those elements. So I really wanted that to be key um like a real i think drum wise like continuum is john may's continuum is like the perfect drum record like this the way the drums sound is just like perfect Mm. and i think i'm always trying to get some steve jordan into my tracks um even though they're programmed (laughs) um although Brody simpson plays on some of them on the on the upcoming ep but yeah, it's it's um, trying to get back to that feeling of like the way the drums on Continuum yeah. feel because they just and and probably um, Voodoo as well. But from a from a writing perspective, like from oh sorry, from a sonic perspective, um, I'm always trying to counteract or contrast with the with what I'm singing about. So even like it's quite melancholic and yeah. dark and. Um, and at times depressing but I wanted it to feel the opposite of that so that it's not a chore to like explore those emotions yeah, exactly. you know it's not like man I like this is this is tough to listen to and this is draining I wanted it to feel like you could go into those and I guess it's the way that I deal with emotions generally like in a humorous light way putting that into the music and yeah. the music feeling light and fun and 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 bright maybe um and that's not all the songs but you know it's what it's what's been so far it's interesting you say that because i feel like somewhere for me does the opposite where i listen to the lyrics and it's an escape like straight away for me because it's just like just the what like the lyrics and like the beat the production on somewhere is just pure i put that on two and a half minutes I snap out of the world mm, and mm. then I come back after yeah whereas slow I think oh this is so nice and then if I actually listen to it I'm like oh sheesh yeah 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 but somewhere I feel like it's just this like escapism mm-hmm. 
heaven. Yeah. Especially with the film clip as well. It all comes together just to be, like, just so, especially in these times. Yeah. So I think that's super interesting you say. Like, I don't see any contrast between the lyrics and somewhere and the beat or somewhere. It's just, it's just interesting. welcome. Yeah. But then I guess you could argue... But you shouldn't want to feel like that in the first place. Yeah, but the, the the lyrics in the chorus are somewhere like sometimes nothing really makes sense. I don't want to pack my shit and leave. Yeah. It's like that's not necessarily. I don't think it's a positive thing to feel. You know that that emotion that I have of like I want to escape the things that I'm dealing with rather than deal with them. Yeah. I don't think that's a necessarily positive thing. Even though in 2020, I think it's necessary. <laughs> a bit of escapism <laughs> doesn't hurt. Yeah. No. I I agree. I agree. I agree. But yeah, that, that came from just like three weeks in, yeah. in lockdown, you know, cool. and just being like, and not only like, I think, I think the hardest thing for, um, not just artists. Cause I, I hate being like, Oh, artists are like their own thing. Um, I think the hard, the hardest thing for, um, highly empathetic people in 2020 is like feeling the emotions of the world and yeah, being definitely. like, fuck there's so much shit going on right now and so much pain and I'm like I'm not really going through a lot of it like I'm not going through the same degree that someone who's actually lost someone to COVID is going through I'm not I'm not like a black person in America I'm like a white dude in Sydney yeah who's like you know trying to write songs and just in lockdown like lockdown is obviously you know horrible but it's not as bad as like losing someone to COVID exactly. you know so it's like but at the same time being being a highly empathetic person and, and sitting on your phone and seeing all this stuff every day you feel for those people and it it just like brings you down yeah. like incredibly um, yeah that's what so when it's such a struggle for and like I say it's not just artists it's anyone who's yeah. like a highly empathetic person and even when we walked in today he asked me how it was and I said is it selfish to say good <laughs> yeah <laughs> and but it is a bit like that and especially with the information era that we mm. live in it's like will we ever be able to just live yeah with pure mindfulness or pure yeah. presence just given that we're always it's a balance man it's such a balance because it's like you want to be you want to like I, I think empathy is important but if you are so empathetic with everything that's going on that it depresses you and you can't do anything then you become useless and yeah. almost like complicit in 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 not doing anything about it yeah. because you're just so depressed by it so I think it's like this balance of just being like well I know it's there I have to try and remain positive and what can I do about it yeah. like what what can I actually do about what's going on right now you know like I can I can donate to this Black Lives Matter cause yeah. or I can like like actual actionable things that are like this if I do this this will make a difference and anything that I can't do like is not and it seems insensitive to say it's not worth worrying about but it's like it's just sucking energy out of you exactly for no like good reason and the reason you care is because you want to help fix it because for a good reason exactly but yeah, it's this whole yeah. You know I've had a about. nuanced conversation about twenty twenty like that in a while. <laughs> it's always just how you met. Yeah, it could be better. Yeah, same. <laughs> or like an email I'm saying "Hope you well" in these crazy times. Way like, too Whoa. deep about it. Way too deep. No, I think we have to. Otherwise, you. I feel like 
the conversation of how are you, especially today, is so unique. Mm. Like in 2020, because no one's as good as they could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, a lot of people are thriving in the circumstances. With a bit of external pressure, some people will just yeah. blossom. Yeah, it's, it's, it is the weirdest time. Because for me, like I... <laughs> pre-2020 and pre-moving to Sydney, I was living in a van like for a year and like trying to escape capitalism and trying my best we've to, all like, tried that yeah like just trying to run away from everything and like living in, in the much. south of <laughs> living in the south of WA on a farm and just like being a hippie yeah you know but then and like like no money like I had no money no cash no nothing and in 2020 I'm probably like I'm, I finally have some sort of resemblance of a career of a music career and my family is the one going through like the worst shit you know my brother broke up this is probably TMI but my <laughs> Just brother spilling all your family's <laughs> anyway yeah I probably, I probably shouldn't <laughs> go into the details but it's been like an, in, like, an insanely intense um, yeah yeah for for everything dude my over um, here was crazy it was like um i don't uber everywhere guys this is a very rare occasion that i uber somewhere that when it's not after midnight yeah so please forgive me because i know i'll cop shit for that but um i was just in the uber whatever and he goes i've done so much reading about these things these masks and i'm like oh god here we mm. go because guess what the average age of someone dying from COVID is? It's older than the than the than the life expectancy. I'm like, no one cares. Like we know yeah. why, and like yeah. it's a pandemic. And he's like, I'm just like he's just talking about how like he used to go to raves and no one used to give a shit. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, so did I. It's called being responsible. Anyway, that whole mask thing is is I don't know how it's it so got. Cooked. I don't know how it got so politicized so quickly well actually I mean it's kind of obvious that it did but is there a debate on right now in the states yeah Yeah. Jesus hell yeah you follow much politics I feel like you would too much yeah yeah too much you know who's really good who I think I think we fall on the same side of politics um this streamer presumably this (laughs) (laughs) no um this streamer Hassan Piker he does on Twitch and he just like he just goes on Twitch and just just re- reacts re- no he reacts to all like the Ben Shapiro Stephen Crowd and just like uh, and just picks them apart like yeah, yeah. but it's so funny he's such a character and such a personality it's mm. so good yeah and like he's just so awesome and I feel like especially online there's not many good progressive like political figures other than like friendly Geordies yeah it's tough though because I think anyone who anyone who like joins a side or like goes I'm like yeah if you're in the states i'm a republican commentator then it's like you're on that team and but the only so way you often, can make money yeah but so often the truth is like in the middle and it's neither left or right it's like a little bit of left and a little bit of right yeah you know and it's like let's take both of those things and combine them and that's the that's where like the actual solution is cuz i think like i think both sides are, are fanatical about their own things and it's like I don't know if you're 100% right and I don't think you're 100% right. Like, it's got to be, like, somewhere in the middle, you know? The bubbles. And, sorry? Just, like, the... It's not... 
echo chambers. Word. There it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's cracked. It's echo chambers. It's cracked. Yeah. It's cooked. It's not like I'm sure there are people on like on the the left who are like want to see the downfall of capitalism yeah. but like we're born into capitalism and don't realise how much a role it plays in their life Yeah, you know like everything everything they touch look at use interact with in the day is thanks to capitalism in some in some way but it's like yeah but we also have to like stop destroying the earth yeah. so it's like a bit Please. of both it's like yeah. it's like yes we have to be greener but like the actual fundamentals of like free trade and like you can do whatever you want with your time and try and make money from that that's a good thing yeah you know i feel like a like, lot of people this is this is capitalism yeah. right right here like us being out of there like let's do a podcast yeah you know in this dingy ass pub just kidding <laughs> um in this communist pub i feel like though i feel like it's not communist sorry so, so many people so many like, i don't want to have a whole political yarn but so many conservative people like oh the left just wants to strip down they want a communist state and they like they play that card so much it's yeah. just like whereas there are some progressive people that are like really reasonable about like yeah we should just like make people have affordable surgeries yeah and like, god they just want to fucking bring the system down yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm absolutely on the left <laughs> like I'm absolutely on the left I just think that yeah, I know demonizing yeah. people on the right is also is kind of what got us Trump exactly. in a way it's like we said we like didn't listen to them and like because there are like genuine issues in the states of like city towns city towns of like cities and towns that have been ravaged by coal not no longer yeah. being used and it's like three million jobs in the in the US are going to be gone to like automating trucks in yeah. the next 10 years so it's like those are like real real things yeah, and real to just times. be like no you're just a a redneck shut up is like not a good way to do it because then, then some fucking maniac like Trump goes well I'll represent you just yeah. be, just because I like power and then he fucking gets elected people are cooked man I you almost feel insane um, engaging in like the Trump sphere because it is just like mind numbing the lies yeah, so and the deceit and it's scary, him as yeah. a person Ugh. this QAnon stuff so cooked oh man <laughs> it's funny cause like but and not to go back to my upbringing in a cult but I see so much of who Trump is and who the leader of the cult I grew up in was and just being like man the parallels there yeah. are so strong like who, he Trump is a cult leader yeah are you willing to open up about this cult or yeah. are we just gonna, what was it what? I didn't call it a cult until someone until I uh, someone sent me an article about it because we were talking about mm. like how weird it is that like I was grew up in like um, remote Perth and we were homeschooled and like we were the only like we didn't really socialize a whole bunch outside of like the homeschooling network and and they were just kind of like that sounds odd and I was like yeah I never really thought of it as odd like it was just yeah. like the way it was um, but then they sent me an article by a lady from I think it was Georgia or something Michigan I can't remember um, but she was like yeah I grew up in a cult called ATI and I was like oh I've never thought of it as a cult you know 
it's just been this thing it's just been like my childhood yeah you know so it was weird it was a weird experience to be like oh it was a cult <laughs> yeah and it wasn't like we weren't in I wasn't in the cult for like for a long for like 10 years or something but it was like it was enough of the childhood to be like Final. yeah and to be like okay and to look back on it and be like oh those years I, I was spending trying to reverse all the things that I was taught in that yeah. system you know even just the, like the way I saw the world as like a fundamentalist Christian who was like because they the ATI had like they would tell everyone what to wear what to listen to and as a homeschooler they would give you books and you could only learn from those books so like you're learning science and maths and everything from the perspective of this one yeah. fundamentalist Christian dude Bill Gothard like it's fucked like and that was just kind of like how it was yeah and so oh. messed up so messed up now it explains my fascination with cults <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's funny like before I recognized that it was a cult I'd watch these cult um, documentaries being super interested in them, in them but not really knowing why yeah it makes sense and kind of like judging the people in the documentaries like being like why like oh, you're so dumb like why would you why would you get sucked into that you know yeah, but a lot of them and are, it's like fuck that was me a lot of them had lived lives before they entered cult so true right. true but I can I can I can now sympathize with like um just the inability to think outside that world yeah. because that's like just your whole frame of reference exactly yeah. and there's usually one person who's like bearing over you like some sort of father figure you know yeah it's super that's what sides of politics are though mm. totally but yeah it's interesting like looking back at songs I wrote like coming out of that um in that period where I was trying to um I mean, I'd physically escaped, but mentally escaped from, from yeah. ATI. And just, like, going back to, and, you know, reading those lyrics and stuff was, like, so much a part of my writing. And it probably still is a little bit, but maybe a bit less. Yeah. Damn, that's cooked. Yeah, it's so bizarre. I don't even... But the, I don't even like to put too much of an emphasis on it because I, I don't want to... I don't want to make a bigger deal of it than yeah. it was, but I, I definitely look back now and and like you know through because I, I didn't really have much of a dad growing up either so it was like it was a mixture of those two things and just looking back on and it's, it's been mostly this year that I've been going through it all yeah. because I think like you, everyone's had the time to kind of like reflect on shit and like emotional stuff's popped up and just looking back on it it just explains so much so it's like a, it's a nice relief of being able to look back at it and go that's why yeah but that's fucking why and it is weird like being yeah. able to look back at your childhood and be like that's weird like that's not normal to like be taught from like some homeschooling booklet <laughs> they're called the wisdom wisdom booklets um so I'm naming this episode <laughs> the wisdom booklet <laughs> uh, and it's, it's just like you know, I'm a bit of a loser and a bit of an awkward guy, and Come that's on. and but that that it so it explains it now. It's like that's why. Like I had that period of being like I don't I don't really fit in anywhere. Like I don't really have like my people. Like I don't like I don't get along. Like I don't like AFL and I don't like I in Australia specifically. It's just like I I don't like yeah I don't like have like 
my crew and I, I'm always moving around as well. So that, like I didn't have like a base and to be able to look back on that and be like, oh, that's fucking why. All, but all explained. That's I don't self- hate AFL, by the way. <laughs> that's, just, that self-awareness <laughs> is so like rare in people being that self-aware about what's changed their brain patterns and that sort of thing. So you probably, your brain's probably so powerful for it now though. Now that you've, I think... I hope so. I hope so. Well, I don't think many people get to that point of the worst word, but enlightenment. I think, I think it just comes as a result of like writing songs about yourself. It's like, it's naturally self-reflective. Yeah. And that's, and that's why I think, um, music in general, but specifically songwriting shouldn't be this, um, this like taboo or like this specialist thing that only songwriters can do and you can only do it if you're like making yeah. have a career like it's therapeutic you know it's a good way to like sort through your emotions and th- sort through your history and be like what the fuck happened there and like figure out um you know the only times that i cry is in a song that i've written yeah tmi because TMI. no that's not tmi <laughs> That's not TMI at all. <laughs> but it's like a great way of like... Yeah, just, I know exactly what you mean. like yeah. getting, getting it the fuck out. And as, a, as a, an Australian male, you don't have a lot of those outlets. So being able to have that ability to get shit out. Like I look at my dad and I'm just like, man, you got so much shit that you just have to like sort through. It's the times as well. Like if you said the word therapy in the end, it's like the yeah, lot yeah, 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 straight through the nose. Mm. Clean him up a little bit. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I think it's... And now good. that it's... The perception of therapy's yeah. changed entirely. It's Has like, it though? I think so. I feel I like that... So. It's starting to. Yeah. At least, like, especially this year. It's like... I only say has making, it though. Making it... Making it... You know, the government making it covered is yeah, like a big huge. thing. It's like... This is, as, this is as important as like... Making sure you're eating healthy and exercising and... Don't have cancer. Yeah. Like... You... Like... <laughs> It's it's on par with all of those things. I always question, like, internally, whether like whether therapy is destigmatized now or whether homophobia still exists and stuff. Because you know, I know I recognize it in my bubble. Yeah, true, and I true. get caught in that in yeah. like, and all my friends said like the inner west. Mm-hmm. You know, progressive like look yeah. how wholesome this area is yeah, without actually fair. thinking about what someone else might be thinking. So yeah. I always question like. Is it just because I'm seeing my friends' Instagram stories that yeah, are opening up? Yeah, it's such a good cult. So I always like, so it's a cult in itself. Yeah, <laughs> it's all a cult. I mean, therapy a is a cult. cult. Yeah, yeah, therapy as a cult is a is a, is a great thing. Um, but yeah, I I always check, I yeah, check myself in that bubble. Yeah, I think it's starting to be less stigmatized yeah, though, which is which is great. Mental health. Yeah, Super and great. Yeah, because so many people don't have. So many people don't even know just to like write feelings down at the end of the day how powerful that mm. yeah journaling it's insane yeah I don't I mean I guess writing songs is my journaling but mm. um, yeah it's, it's, it's so handy and it you know it's it's funny because every time um, Are You Okay Day pops up I'm, I'm like this is like well intentioned but a bit maligned because you like you go online and you're like everyone posts like a story yeah and like make sure you ask your friends if you're if they're okay da, 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 da. and then you go in and you're just like how many people have you asked that today 
you know, becomes like a show thing. Yeah. And then it's like, if you ask someone, are you okay? It's almost in this bubble of like, it's the event of the day. So you have to ask it. Exactly. And then you, there's no guarantee that the person you ask is going to be honest with you. And, you know, so I think, I think it, like it, I like, I like the idea of it, but you definitely need to like, yeah, the therapy becoming more socially acceptable is, is, is huge. Big time. Huge. 2020, am I right? Yeah. But even then, like, I don't, it's so weird saying 2020 because it, like, it's going to be 2020. Yeah, because years are just like a human thing. Yeah. It's like, we were just like, yeah, the year starts here and ends here. And it's like, does it? <laughs> Constructs, baby. That's yeah. flat anyway, so. Well, totally. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And COVID is a hoax. I trust my listenership <laughs> and I trust your fans as well <laughs> to know that I'm being sarcastic. Who knows though? I'm definitely being sarcastic. Yeah. See, you just have to say it. Yeah. Before we get sarcastic. sued. <laughs> um, By Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> Next week's episode is cool three-piece band called the Gauchi. <laughs> Keep your eyes out for that one. Um, Shit, we're about to hit an hour. Let's really? lighten it up a bit. God damn. Because my girlfriend Katie is moving house today. That's exciting. And she's you... unpacking all these boxes. <laughs> I'm having a woke, <laughs> the most woke conversation I've had in years with Owski. Um, you guys moving in together? No. No? You just gonna, are you going to help her? or? I just turned 21. Oh, okay. You're going to help um, her? Yeah, definitely. Right. We'll pack up here. You can't. Some boxes. You can't. Live with a girl when you're 21? That's a bit intense, I reckon. Okay. And plus, I am so broke. Right. And I'll explain off the record why I'm so broke. Because <laughs> um, I might get some other people in trouble yeah. that I don't want to get in trouble. Fair. That sounds really sus. I'm not doing anything illegal. No, I'm sure. All jokes, I am doing some illegal stuff. But it's not me that's doing the illegal stuff. It's someone else. Anyway, we'll explain later. So, Fauci. <laughs> so... Um, 2020, I picked up some really edge habits, some weird habits. Yeah. I've really, I get so much reward out of like riding my stationary bike in my garage. Like I almost find it more enjoyable in the garage than I do like going to the cross like river. exercise yeah. bike, right. It's just when all these weird stationary habits. bike, I, I, I imagined like a bike constructed out of stationary. <laughs> Pencils and erasers. <laughs> um, stationary village. Also, my mum's been buying like little packets of chips and every day I'll go down at 11 o'clock and have recess <laughs> with like a piece of fruit and like a little packet of chips so I've been telling things weird habits working from home but that's intense <laughs> have you picked up any weird habits this year I feel like so many people have or are you just a weird man all the time just a weird man all the time um I've, I've actually picked up some really good habits nice um I've always looked at exercising as being a bit of a um, man's man's thing to do um, and didn't really move much last year. So as soon as lockdown kicked in, I was like, all right, this is my chance to like actually start like taking care of myself. Um, so started jogging every day and I've been doing that almost every day and the last month been doing yoga every day nice. and just feel just a million times better mental health is a lot better as well so sometimes it can be so patronizing to say like 
if you're struggling, like maybe you should exercise. Yeah. It's so patri- but it is so, so crazy true. how yeah. well it works. And you generally feed the body, feed the mind, baby. Yeah, exactly. Which is the most growy thing I've ever said in my life. Because you can't but think it's your so way true. you can't think your way out of depression. Exactly. Yeah. Like you have to like and, and put forcing your body into a state where it's like raises your heart, you know, your heart rate and like actually gets you moving and gets your 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 brain active it's like that's the best state to be in exactly um but yeah it does it does feel and i know that last year if someone had said that to me i would have been like fuck off man yeah like that's not what i need i need i need like this song to be good and that that'll make me happy you know exactly but it's so so not true just ways to find mindfulness Mm. like some people just like meditate in the morning yeah and they are on yeah. They're ready. All their head noise is gone. Yeah. But yeah, exercise while some people works. But exercise is like so good. Because yeah. the brain's a part of the body. Yeah. People so many people forget that. Totally. And if you if your body's feeling good, then your brain's gonna almost totally. definitely feel good. Yeah, it's such a it's such a stereotype for artists as well and for musicians of like that that stay up late and sleep in heaps and just sort of eat baked beans and and you know not generally look after yourself but I think like I'm way more creative when I'm looking after myself than if I'm just a slob yeah be time like way more because you I don't I don't know if you can force creativity and when you put your like body and mind in, in a state where it can actually function at its best and you're asking you're demanding it to be creative then it's like way way better big time way better I mean I when I was studying at WAPA I definitely went through that like 18 um, 18 19 sort of phase of <laughs> staying up till 7am that's so cool and sleeping till 4pm that gives me so much anxiety it was great I still I still really do like as much as I'm trying to keep it like a <laughs> A reasonable my girlfriend and I were lying in bed last night for two hours watching TikToks <laughs> so it's not going <laughs> it's not going entirely well but um, as much as I try to keep a, a, a good sleep pattern um, there's something beautiful about 2, 3, 4am because it feels like the world is, is doesn't exist yeah. it's gone it's like you're not getting you're not getting um, notifications from people because everyone's asleep um, there's no events you have to go to you're not running late for anything you can just be and you just feel like you're in this zone of just like I don't have to do anything I can just be here and be creative exactly and you can- it's still it's still my favourite time it's just a shame that like if you're up till 4am <laughs> your brain you know, just slowly yeah you're not gonna make that 10.30 podcast you know is that what happened last night look I have to say it no you were half an hour late (laughs) what was half half an hour hour late to everything and I'm really sorry it's the last yeah it's the last thing that I'm trying to like um fix about myself not the last thing I'm trying to fix about myself there's plenty I want to fix about myself but the last like really persistent habit I have is being late and I find that like the first time because you know that period where everyone was in lockdown in New South Wales and you didn't have to go anywhere so as soon as like it opened up again 
and I had my routine of like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm up here, I'm doing this then, I'm like in the studio, like writing by like nine or whatever. Um, having like a thing to go to was suddenly like, I have to think about like the time it takes to get there. And then, and that was just so weird for me yeah. for a period, like after coming out of lockdown, I was just like, this is strange. Like I have to think about like, the travel time to get to this thing because <laughs> it was for a period just, it was just old zooms now, you know yeah. it was just like oh, two minutes two minutes okay cool zoom done like i'm i'm at the meeting <laughs> we're here how have you been handling the zooms I, are you a fan i hate every second of them yeah i hate i oh, i'm a people person yeah like i need it like i love if i can do a meeting in real life now yeah get me there i'll travel half an hour i'm not yeah. afraid yeah and it be COVID safe and all that. Yeah. But I hate... Oh, it just doesn't work. It's got, some, it's got some positives, I think. For uni, I love it. Yeah. Because it's just like, for oh, some shit, got to great. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, exactly. For me, baby. And for like, I did a writing... I did a Song Hubs writing camp virtually over the weekend. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And um, and there were, there were like a few really great positives. Like not having to travel anywhere was nice as much as I would have liked to have been on the Gold, the Gold Coast but like being in my own studio where I was like familiar with everything yeah. and had everything that I was familiar with and, and you know knew like I knew my monitors and I knew like the keyboard exactly. and how to fit it all in and then also just there's something about it's gonna sound weird but something about being on my own in a studio which doesn't feel as pressured as if you have someone there um who like an artist who like isn't working isn't like active as much as you are on your computer and is kind of sitting there like on their yeah. phone or whatever you feel that I feel that pressure of being like I've, I've got to like get this done and like oh, yeah. make it good and like you know like get this done by like this time but like if it's on zoom that a lot of that pressure's gone for me which is which is kind of nice and it's opened up like collaboration overseas which is cool Exactly. Like now it's like doing a session with someone in London or New York or LA. It's, it, it's not weird to do it on Zoom. Yeah, exactly. And it's I think like that normal. Zoom will stay. Yeah, totally. After COVID. I mean, I hope there's like a slightly more stable um, <laughs> option. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind it. All right. It's become a verb now, hey. It's just like, yeah, let's, let's Zoom it, you know. It is. Um, final question. I ask this to everyone. It's Ooh. a bit of a stitch up. It's not nice. Okay. It's not nice. You have to nominate or neck nominate someone else to come on Parry Talks. Who do you think would have a great conversation? Who deserves their story being told? Mm. If I pick someone you have already had on, will you... Well, does that still be, count? Yeah. That still counts? That, you can... Yeah. Okay. Who? who do I think you should have on oh no I can you can suggest someone that I've already had on because they, maybe they need another episode does that mean I could get invited back <laughs> yes although once you listen back to this you'll be like I'm never having him back again <laughs> he almost told me about his brother's breakup um uh fuck I'm on the spot I'm not good on the spot this is the worst question ever see I told you um, you know who I reckon? Who? Um, Boom Child. 
Boomchild. Mm. Should have Boomchild on here. Okay. Boomchild. Yeah. <laughs> They're up next. I don't know. Is that? I don't know. I can't. I don't even know if they have a permanent membership. But there's like seven or eight of them, and that would be a phenom podcast. Just pass the mic around. Yeah. What's your name? It'd be like it'd be like um, having a podcast with um, a school class. <laughs> I was gonna say Australia's Brockhampton, but triple one or Australia's yeah, or, Brockhampton. Or a, sorry, triple one or Australia's Brockhampton. Sorry, yeah, but we can have multiple, can't we? <laughs> no, we can have multiple. Maybe they're more Australia's odd future. Brockhampton one, Australia's Brockhampton. Maybe two. they're more odd future. Okay, odd future then. I'm down with that. Anyway, was that a good answer? I don't know. Yeah, you put me on the spot. I just don't think it's like the most interesting podcast, and lots of people would be interesting. Who who's already been on my podcast? Are you leaning towards? Not Jack Loomer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, no, I was assuming like you'd had like Young Franco and stuff on. No, I hadn't. No, Young Franco could be cool. Yeah, Harry talks. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks it's an guys. epic one. I like it. Thanks for coming on. My pleasure. Woo! That was fun. Gotta rethink the audio. <laughs> <laughs>